What's up everyone and welcome back to the Tailgate Country Podcast. It's Hunter and this week I'm joined from Nashville by Daniel Jeffers. I talked with Daniel about his new song, Getting By, and how he got to open for Priscilla Block a couple weeks ago. Be sure to follow Tailgate Country on Instagram at Tgate Country and on TikTok at Tailgate Country Podcast for video content from this week's episode. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on. It really helps us grow and keep putting out great episodes. Without further ado, here's the episode. I had a great time hanging with Daniel, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Well, thanks for coming on today. How's uh, everything going? Good, man. I'm. Uh, we made that drive last night, what, six hours? And it was... Uh, but we we got in last night at like nine thirty and yeah. we had big plans going to Broadway. <laughs> we both sat down at ten and I was like, I'm not going anywhere, man. No no. We're gonna rest up and make this week worthwhile being here. Yeah, and that's um so where'd you come from? Uh Dallas, North Carolina. Um okay. little small town right side out of Gastonia. Nice. Charlotte, about twenty five minutes west of Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's not a terrible drive into Nashville, but No, it's about six hours. It's yeah. If you split it up, it's great, but when you have to do it by yourself, <laughs> it's uh, it's tough. Yeah. Um, since uh, he just looked at Kyle Kelly's in the room, too, so uh, he's we're uh, he's doing a, man. a two-for-one deal on the yeah. podcast today, but um, I'm talking to Daniel Jeffers right now, so uh, tell me, who is Daniel Jeffers, the country artist? That's a tough question, man. Um person who grew up on 90s country and still has a love for 90s country and wants to see some country like that make its way back into the the Mm -hmm. mainstream light and you know I've been playing music for I don't know probably 10 years now um been at it really hard for the last two or three years uh trying to release music and stuff like that uh but I don't know. <laughs> These are tough questions. Yeah. So I guess what age did you like first pick up a guitar and what, pre- I guess? Well, actually, the very first instrument I learned to play was the fiddle. Okay. I was eight or nine years old, and I took lessons for like four or five years and made it to middle school, and sports were more important. So I started playing sports. I could kick myself now that I quit playing because I cannot play to save my life. <laughs> I uh, still have my fiddle, but it was my junior year of high school. I uh, I went to a camp somewhere, and there was this guy playing the guitar. And I, <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but he had like 10 girls just around him. Yeah. I was like, man, that guy's cool. I got to <laughs> learn how to play the guitar. And that's where it kind of all started. Uh, that like next week or so, I find some, I found somebody to take lessons from. Yeah, that's cool. I, I feel like that's a you know common story <clears throat> for a lot of guys. Yeah, you know. Play guitar, learn how to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of where it all started, really. Um, It wasn't until really after college that I started pursuing a little bit more of the, you know, trying to be an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in a band for four years, around home cover band, and it was fun. But you know, it just got to the same point. We're playing all the same songs, and I just decided I got to do something different. Yeah. And so I started doing the solo stuff, playing bars by myself, and. Realized I could make pretty good money around home just doing that on the weekends, and then I kind of was like, "Man, I want something more." I kind of burned myself out on that. I was like, "I want right. to do something more." Okay. So that's where it, that's where I'm at now. That's where nice. I've come to. Okay, 
So growing up in North Carolina, what was, um, you know, how did that influence your sound as an artist today? Oh, man, you know, Luke Combs. Yeah. And I, and I get told a lot of times, like, man, you sound like Luke Combs. And, and I appreciate the comment, but, you know, I want to be my own person. Uh-huh. But I will say Luke Combs played a big uh, a big part of it. Um, Eric Church being yeah, a North Carolina both, boy, man. I yeah. listen through high school. That's all I listen to. Uh, and bluegrass. Bluegrass to me is, you know, I don't hardly ever play it, but I'll go sit and listen to bluegrass for hours. Okay, nice. And that kind of has molded. Some of the, the harmony singing and stuff that I like to do is, is based off the bluegrass yeah, stuff. Yeah, nice. And um, so – you said kind of after college is when you realized you wanted to pursue music as a your career. <laughs> yeah, well, when I realized I couldn't make it through college. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I spent two years at NC State, and they sent me a letter and said, uh, "Take a year off, and we'll talk about it later." And I never went back. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it was that was the time I was like, either I do it now or I don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's taken me, you know, that was two thousand twelve that I come home, so okay. ten years now. That, yeah. That, the first couple of years I didn't do a whole lot, but after that I, I decided to kick my butt in gear. Nice, yeah. So is that your full time no, job right now? No, I work a full time job doing landscaping, okay. uh, forty five fifty hours a week, and then nice. play on the weekends. And it seems like a whole lot to balance. It is, man. And I've got a family. You know, I got a little girl who's three years old. And nice. So I'm I'm on the go all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's not a whole lot of sit down and relax time. Yeah. So back home, how does uh, songwriting factor in? I guess when did you originally start songwriting? Well, I'd written like one or two songs when I was in college, um, and you know it was they were simple songs. But I would say it really wasn't until I met Kyle, and we we met at a songwriters' night at a little brewery up the road from my house called the Shout Out to the Old Dallas Brewery, um, <laughs> and there's a group of guys there, Justin Clyde Williams, uh, Tyler Hatley, Michael Kanzler, some guys that we all hung out, and I met Kyle there, and that just kind of sparked the, dang, I need to get my button gear and write more. Okay. And that that's when I started trying to write more often. They they kind of gave me the uh, the push and the, the fire. They yeah. kind of lit the fire to mm-hmm. do better, you know what I mean? Nice. So I thank those guys a lot for, for that. They don't probably don't know that, but that's, that's how it yeah. is, you know? So is there a big songwriting community around there? not really okay it's it's kind of it's kind of hard yeah because you said songwriters night that's one thing like well and that's that's one of those things it was like it just to come out of nowhere and and there's not a whole lot of people that show up but the yeah. ones that do man are are we're tight-knit and you know nice. we're all buddies yeah because like usually you hear of you know songwriters nights in nashville yeah. or you know yeah. austin texas yeah. and not you know North Dallas, Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. yeah no it, it's it's something that's very new and doesn't happen a lot okay so what's it like being a country artist and, you know, not in Nashville? Do you think that makes it easier? No, it's tough. Yeah. It, 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 to me, I think it's tough because, you know, these guys up here are doing it every day. They're, they're living it. You know what I mean? They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're making the connections. And, and it's tough. I mean, I, I have to basically use the Internet for me. Where these guys can do it face-to-face, I have to use the Internet. Yeah. And I think that's the toughest part about being away from here. Um, can you do it? Of course you can. You know, a lot of people have done it, but mm-hmm. it, just, it just makes it tougher. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to have you play a cover song for us oh, if yeah? you want to. Yeah, um, sure. Kind of catch you blindsided on that one That's maybe right. a little bit. Um, but <coughs> That's all right. <laughs> do you uh, have any idea what you want to play? Uh, no. 
but I can figure something Let's out real figure quick. figure it out. <laughs> She'd trade Colorado if he'd take her with him. Closes her door before the winter lets it go in. Wonders if her love is strong enough to make him stay. She's answering by the taillights, shining through the windowpane. He said, I want to see you again, but I'm stuck in colder weather. Maybe tomorrow will be better. Can I call you then? She said, you're in man. You ain't ever gonna change. Got a gypsy soul blaming you and born for leaving At a truck stop diner just outside of Lincoln the night is black as the coffee he was drinking and In the waitress eyes he sees the same old light of shining Things of Colorado and the girl he left behind him He said, I want to see you again But I'm stuck in cold weather Maybe tomorrow will be better Can I call you then? She said, you're man You ain't ever gonna change Got a gypsy soul and blame you It's a winding road When you're in the lost and found You're a lover, I'm a runner And we go round and round And I love you, but I need you I don't want you, but I need you You know it's you that calls me back here, baby Zach Brown uh, was probably one of the, I think he was the very first concert I'd ever seen. 
I was 14 years old. Got to meet the guy. I didn't know who he was at the time. Down at the Hard Rock Park in Myrtle Beach. Nice. Uh, he was walking through the park and got to shake his hand. Didn't know who he was till I got up on stage earlier to sing. And I was like, or later, and I was like, oh my God, that's the guy. <laughs> uh, but I always had a love for Zach Brown. Yeah. So, how did you get to shake his hand? Just we, the, one of the guys we were with recognized him, but I didn't, you know, I was uh, 14, just, I was just like, mm-hmm. didn't know who yeah. it was. And after we walked away, they're like, that's Zach Brown. I'm like, who? The guy we're going to see him. Like, oh, crap. All right. That's cool. If I could go back, I'd do it all over again. Yeah. Say something. So how was that concert? Did that, was that kind of a turning point? For uh, yeah, well, to me, it was the craziest thing. You know, they're a great band. Um, and there was a total of probably like 50 to to maybe a hundred people there. Yeah. And we sat on the front row. Nice. We, I mean, we, you just bought a general admission ticket, but we sat on the front row. And it was, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of before I had realized I wanted to start playing the guitar. Okay. I, you know, I've always loved music, but uh-huh. I'd say a combination of those things was kind of like, hey, I like to do that sometime. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny, like, seeing someone that, you know, such a big artist now so early. I saw Luke Combs for, he came through my county fair back home, we saw him for five dollars. Really? Yeah, like, this was probably four or five years ago. Yeah. And it's just like now. Blew up. Yeah. Well, my my brother had seen Zach Brown in a band, at a bar in Raleigh, and he bought their live CD and he gave it to me, he said he needed to listen to these guys, they're going to be big one day. I was like, okay. And sure enough, and I, it was like, it was probably four years after that is when they chicken fried Started okay. getting ready, uh, and I was cool. like, "Dang, that's the band he was telling me about." Yeah, so, it is. It is a. It's kind of crazy, I think, to to see people make those work their way. Right. Up. Yeah. The success story. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, you wrote a few songs in college early on. Do you remember those at all? Uh, maybe one, but I probably couldn't play it now. Yeah. If, it's, if, I had to, yeah. if it was to save my life, I'd probably have to die. Yeah. I don't think I can do it. You remember what it was about or anything? A uh, girl yeah. <laughs> who broke up with me. And I want to say the title of it was Me and the Whiskey All Night Long. Was okay. The, was the title. I had some cussing in there and I was, I was yeah. letting it all out, you know. Nice. But I don't think I could play it now. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people's first songs are about like a heartbreak. And yeah, that's, oh yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So nowadays, what is your songwriting process like? real life experiences stuff that like I'm, I'm releasing a new song May 20th mm-hmm. um, and it's called Getting By and it's, it's about life it's just you know the struggles and, and you know some people more than others you know they have bad times bad dark spots in their life you know and I don't know I feel like as a songwriter if you can write something that somebody can be like dang that sounds just like my story yeah even if it's one person mm-hmm. you, you've succeeded yeah. task you know what I mean I think that's kind of where I, I go with now I don't really have a set thing that I'll go write about it just something pops in my head I'll write a song about yeah, it I wrote a song about natural light a couple years ago because okay. I was sitting there looking at a natural light can drinking a beer <laughs> I was like I'm going to write a song about that nice and, you know it just I don't know I just try to try to relate as much as possible yeah um, tell me some more about the new song that's coming out uh, it is May 20th is releasing. You can pre-save it right now um, on Spotify, iTunes, all that. Um, <clears throat> I actually wrote it the last time I was out here in November. Me and Kyle come. I did a 
songwriters night at the local okay. uh, for the Porchlight Pickers. Yeah. And I'd come back. I'd come out in May of 2021 and done one. And I was coming back out. I said, "Man, I gotta have something new." You know, I can't go back there, which it was a totally different bar. But I was like, I can't go back out there and play the exact same songs I did. Yeah. Um, and I hadn't really written. Last year, I didn't really write a whole lot for whatever reason. Um, but I had this melody in my head of just getting by. And uh, the week prior to me coming out here, I sat down one night and pretty much wrote the whole song. Uh, I think I finished it up. We flew out on Monday morning. I think I finished a little bit of it that Monday. Okay. And I played for him that night. He's like, damn, dude. When'd you write that? It's like, last night. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it just kind of come about and uh, started working on it in the studio back in February. And it kind of was a long, drawn-out process. But uh, I'm excited for it to release, man. I think, you know, it's, it, it is, to me, it's a sad song, but it's got a, it's got a fast tempo upbeat. Okay. It kind of catches you just by surprise. And yeah. I mean, that's talking about sad stuff, but. It's kind of yeah, those are, I think those are cool songs. Like when yeah. you know it's a sad song, but it's still upbeat to where yeah, you know, you don't have to be sad to listen to it. Exactly, and and, and I kind of got that idea from from the man sitting over there, and we were talking one night, and he said, he said, man, you can write the saddest shit in the world, but if you play it fast, people are gonna listen. Yeah, it's gonna catch your attention. Right. So I owe Kyle Kelly some a beer on that one because <laughs> I. I uh, it just kind of stuck in my head when I went to the studio. I said, this is what I want to do. That's nice. so why we did it. Cool. And you've got three other songs on streaming right now, too. Yes. Um, your first one's called The Way You Love Me. Yep. Um, tell me the story behind that one. Uh, well, I wrote it for my wife. Uh, I always pick at her. I was like, she loved it when it first came out. Now she hates it. But I think, again, I just had that same... the that melody in my head and I was like you know what I need to write something for um, I think I'd planned to sing it at a well no it was after we got married that I wrote it but I don't remember who I was listening to uh, maybe Stoney LaRue uh, I can't remember the name of the song but he had wrote a song for his wife I was like man I need to do that and that's just kind of where it come from okay cool uh, and that was a, that was the very first song I ever put out I wish I had done things a little bit different with it okay. musically and, yeah but you, I, nobody, I didn't know. Nobody yeah, told me anything, right. and I was just going by the seat of my pants. Uh-huh. And, you know, uh, it turned out all right. Okay, and was there, when you put it out, was there a reason you put that one out over, you know, some other songs you may have considered? <sighs> well, I, I actually played that song at a songwriter's night at the Old House Brewery, and I had several people like, man, I really like that song. I was like, okay, cool. And I think I posted it on Facebook, and I got a, a lot of feedback there, and I was like, well... Fresh in people's minds, they like yeah. it. I'm gonna go with that one. Okay. So that's kind of I think that was kind of my process cool. with that. And it it's done pretty well on streaming, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I would of course like to break the hundred thousand mark yeah. like anybody else, but, but it's getting close. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm like twenty thousand roughly shy of okay. hundred thousand on Spotify. Yeah. Um, which you know, first time I blew my mind. You know, yeah. I wasn't ready for, right. wasn't ready for that. Mm-hmm. That's um, cool. I just gotta get my other ones to keep yeah. catch up. <laughs> And then one of the most recent songs you put out was called Paul Prince and the Blind, right? Yeah, so that song was actually written by a buddy of mine named Robert Brewer. Um, shout out to Combat Waterfowl. Uh, he, uh, he come to me, I, I'd spent several, I say weeks, several weekends down in Swansburg, North Carolina, uh, playing a little bar called 34 North. And 
uh, he he's the one that got me the gig, and I was going out staying with him. He's like, man, I got this idea for a song. I was like, all right, what is it? He's like, well, I about I about written the whole song. I said, oh, okay, cool. Makes it easy on me. Yeah. Uh, and the story behind that song is he was hunting out in Washington State with a buddy um, is they're they're both veterans in the, in the military, and he had a dog named Sarge. I gotta get this story straight. So if I mess it up, I'm sorry. Uh, it was a black lad named Sarge, and uh, Robert killed his very first pintail, Drake pintail. Um, and Sarge went out there, and he he's come carrying it back, just you know, this big old bird. And he's like, you know, just he was just taking in the moment, and he looked down. And when uh, Sarge came out of the water, he was leaving paw prints off his line. Well, I think it was a year and a half ago. Washington, up in Washington, you know, they have salmon. Salmon carries some type of bacteria. If a dog eats the meat, it can kill it. Okay. And so Sarge was basically on his deathbed. He ended up surviving. But that's kind of where the whole song come from of, you know, the when you look into their eyes and see that it's time to go, you know, you, you start to realize that dogs aren't here forever yeah. and cherish the moments you have with them. Um, so I thought it was a really cool song, and you know, he had, it was a really long song. I said, "Hey, let's let's cut and paste some stuff, and let's get it mm-hmm. into the right format." So that that was kind of my part in it. He was like, cool. well, "Will you release it for me?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, love to." Nice. He's like, "But I want you to do it acoustic." And I was like, "Okay, cool, I can do that too." So that's kind of where that come from. Yeah. Um, but I, I I enjoy that song too, because uh, I, I mean I, I love the duck hunt. I'm a duck hunter. Okay, so. nice. It really resonated with me. Yeah, well, cool. Yeah, and I think that one, you know, sounds really great, too. Thank you. Um, I think I'm going to have you play another song. Do you want to play the new one? Yeah, heck yeah. We'll Let's do, do it. I'll see if I can remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Six o'clock, that alarm starts ringing. Wipes the sleep out of my eyes. It's a brand new day, and I'm still stuck in a haze. Don't know when I'll get out. My baby's showing, the bills are growing, but depending on me, I know it might look like I got it all figured right. Truth be told, I'm barely hanging on. Cause I'm tired of bending backwards, hoping I don't break. When the weight of the world is more than one man can take, it feels like my head's underwater. But my hands are pointed towards the sky, praying for a miracle. Praying is tonight Cause I can't live my life Just getting by Maybe I'm just spinning my wheels Maybe there's no use in trying Maybe I've done all I can Nothing sure left to die. Truth be told, barely hanging on. Cause 
tired of bending backwards Overnight don't break When the weight of the world is more than one man can take It feels like my head's underwater Put my hands pointed toward the sky Praying for a miracle Praying it's tonight Cause I can't live my life just getting back oh. It feels like my head's underwater Well, my hands are pointed toward the sky I'm tired of bending backwards Hoping I don't break When the weight of the world So you just played your new song called Getting By. Yep. Um, that one comes out May 20th. May 20th. Yep. Awesome. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that one. I am too, man. I'm, I'm excited about that one. Uh, hopefully I've done enough. I've still got more to do. Hopefully, uh, you know, uh, promoting it and stuff on TikTok and, and Instagram and stuff will pay off for me. And yeah. It'll get in front of some eyes and. I'm not trying to get rich off of it, but I'm trying to get in front of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I definitely know what you mean. And talk about TikTok a little bit because you've got a pretty good following on there. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a necessary evil. Yep, it uh, is. I love to hate it sometimes. Uh, it it has helped me a lot and has gotten me some really cool opportunities. Um, you know, I, I flew me and Kyle flew out to Kansas. Uh, yeah, I flew out to Kansas to open up for Joe Nichols and Jason Michael Carroll. I met Kelsey Land there. Um, <clears throat> that kind of come from Songwriters Night here in Nashville. But uh, back three weeks ago, four weeks ago, first of April. It was first of April. I got to open up. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to thought. No, there. you're good. I was able to open up for uh, Priscilla Block and Kylie yeah. Joe's there in Charlotte and. That stemmed from TikTok, which okay. blew my mind. Yeah, but as uh, as it goes for like my original music, man, it's tough mm-hmm. on TikTok. Yeah, it is. I can post a cover and get a bunch of views, and then I go put the next video. I post with something of mine. Mm-hmm. I want to bang my head against the wall because yeah, nobody, nobody gets to see it. Right, and it's, it's just frustrating. I think you just have to hope that that cover, you know, brings people to your Spotify page, and yeah. then they find you that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that's just, it's a necessary evil. You got to have it. Yeah. Uh, but it just, I don't have any hair to pull out, but it makes <laughs> you want to pull your hair out sometimes. Mm-hmm. So what was it, how was it like opening for Priscilla? <laughs> I was nervous and I drank a little too much. <laughs> we, uh, it was fun though, man. It was, it was honestly, it's probably one of the best nights I've ever had. Um, and two, you know, I, I sang, 
I've got a song called Moon, Moonshine Out, and we did that song, and, and being able to hear somebody, it wasn't a whole lot of people, but there was people singing, singing it back. Singing it back, to. that's and cool. And to me, that was just like a, a full circle moment of like, you know, that's what I've been looking for. That, that was, it was a a big boost in confidence, you know what I mean? Yeah, like for it was, sure. It was awesome. Um, but I was very nervous to begin with. Uh, after the first verse of the first song, I realized that it was, same old same, just a bigger stage and more people. Right. You know, just do what you always do. Uh, but I couldn't convince myself that beforehand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was bad nervous. Yeah. So you said you got that through TikTok. Did she? Didn't she like post something like? She did. She okay. she posted uh, a video saying that she was going on tour of the Block Party tour and naming off the different cities and and a guy I follow, uh, uh, Brian Andrews. He's out. I think he's out of yeah, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did a video, and I was like, well, he did. I was like, well, let me try this. Let me try this for Charlotte and see what happens. And I had posted it, didn't really think much about it. Uh, two weeks, through, two or three weeks later, I got an email, and I looked at it, and I was like, wow. I get a lot of scam emails. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got a message on Instagram, and it was from the same lady. And I'm like, well, that's that's no coincidence, you know. So I looked into it, and I, I remember he was the first person I called. He's like, because we had a gig that, that actual night. And I said, we're going to have to cancel that show. And he said, mm-hmm. why? I said, well, I just got asked getting to play at Cowdy Joe's. Uh, I think we need to do that. And he's like, well, hell yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, like, what are you even thinking? Mm-hmm. So that that was – it was it was really cool, you know, that it something like that come from an uh, app on a phone. Yeah, right. And I saw the TikTok of you uh, beating her in the, the shotgun, shotgun race. <laughs> Well, we kept talking about it all night. I, I probably shouldn't have drank that last beer, but uh, I was like, let's shotgun a beer. And she's like, okay, after the show. So I hung around and made sure we were able to do that. Nice. Uh, we had a, we didn't drive. We had a driver take us Good. home. Kyle's <laughs> wife drove us. So yeah. That was why we kept pounding beers. We were there for the party. Yeah, I mean, might as well. The the block party. Heck, or yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. We had a good time. It, and you'll talk about somebody who puts on a great show, Miss Miss Block. Mm-hmm. She put on a show. Yeah, yeah, she definitely knows how to. I was fangirling up front there yeah. in front of the crowd singing. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely one that puts on a good show, knows how to work all the she does. TikTok and all the social media. Yeah, we, so we well. talked about that, and she she was the one that said it's a necessary evil. I yeah. got that from her, so mm-hmm. I just remember her saying that. Nice. And uh, I guess what other kind of shows are you playing? Just mostly bars around? <laughs> yeah. Um I'm trying to think. We don't have anything really big coming up, do we? Yeah, it's it's a lot of small. I mean, small to medium sized bars. But man, yeah. I you know can't beat that. Yeah, and I mean, you can't they, beat the personal, the, the, right? The personal, just being right there and and enjoying a show. I mean, you also have your drunks and, mm-hmm. and people fighting, and that's always fun to watch. Yeah. But uh, I, I I you know as an artist, I would like to be able to play some bigger stages and yeah. do some bigger things, but. You know, I still enjoy it all. Yeah, I mean, of course. Mm-hmm. And then this week, you're in Nashville for a couple of days. Yeah, uh, we come in last night, and I just finished up this morning writing with uh, Song Dylan, which is Dean Dylan's daughter. Okay. Um, and David Dorn. Nice. Who's a producer. He's a keyboard player. Really cool guy. Really talented guy as well, and so is Song. Um, but, yeah, we, we did that. I think we got a couple other buddies we're gonna try to write with while we're out here nice you gotta ship back out wednesday because i gotta go back to work yeah (laughs) so when you come to nashville do you have any like 
staple places that you have to go to restaurants or something like that that are your favorite oh uh, i like to go drink cold beer at tootsies oh okay although the prices are rising yeah. and i don't know if i can afford it anymore <laughs> but i do like i like to go to broadway at least one night while i'm here and just yeah go listen to music you know because like when we're out playing <clears throat> you know we have buddies that play a lot but we don't ever get to go listen to music we're mm -hmm. always playing so that, i think that to me is cool just to have a break to where i can go listen to good country music yeah. and, and enjoy myself yeah, definitely. And not have to worry about singing. Yeah. You know I mean, I think that's uh -huh. the coolest thing about coming out here, too. Yeah, and I mean, you never know who you're going to stumble upon. Exactly. Or, so. Exactly. Well, cool. Yeah, I hope you guys have a great couple of days here. Yeah, we will. We're, uh, we're going to start partying tonight. Yeah. I don't know yet, but we're going to go party tonight. <laughs> going to hit up Whiskey Jam. and Yeah. Yeah, we'll go. Are, they're the, doing the summer concert series, right? Yeah, I don't think that one's tonight. Oh, it's not? No. It's just a regular. Yeah. Concert. Yeah, the first one was last Monday, actually. Okay. Um, I forget, like, how frequently they do that, whether it's, like, every other week or once a month. But okay. those are usually pretty fun, but yeah. they kind of turn into a shit show, you know? Do they? <laughs> yeah. I've never been to one. I'll, we'll mark that off our list yeah, it's a, later. a whole lot of people in a pretty small it's parking in that, lot. It's in that little parking lot right, beside, right between losers and winners. Yeah, right, right wow. behind, yeah. And they get how many people in there? Uh, they stuff it. I don't know. I mean, because there's always people in the parking lot, then people in oh, losers on the roof of losers. Really? That's cool. Man. I think you can see some of it from the roof of winners. And that's crazy. Yeah, and they we'll have to do that. We'll come back up and make a special trip. Yeah, and they've got all the apartment buildings around there now, so there's always people on the balconies <coughs> of those watching. Yeah. Like, it's a, they're they're pretty cool. I would definitely recommend coming back Ooh, for we'll it. We need to do that. Yeah. I mean, I never turned down a trip to Nashville. Honestly, yeah. somebody. <laughs> Anybody listening wants to hang out and write, call me. I'll drive out here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all I have for you today. If you want to let everyone know uh, where they can find you on social media and uh, plug that new song again. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Daniel Jeffers Music. Uh, and then TikTok is the D Jeffers Music. Um, there's a link in my bio on Instagram and TikTok that has the, the pre-save link for the new song coming out May 20th. Um, I think I, I'd set a goal for myself just, you know, in my mind, like I want to, I want a hundred, I want to try to get to a hundred pre-saves. Okay. I think now I'm at like 180. I think nice. That's, look. So, that's pretty good. So I'm bumping that goal up to 200. Yeah. So if you listen, help, help a brother out and go pre-save <laughs> that. Let's get to a 200 for May 20th. And nice. See what goes from there. Cool. Well, I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, of this course. This is the first podcast I've ever done, so I hope I did all right. Yeah, you did really well. <laughs> Um, you're gonna, I'm gonna have you play one more song before you oh, leave. Yeah. You wanna, uh, you wanna tell us what that is? The one coming up is my favorite song that I've ever written. I don't know if I'll ever release it, but it's a song about my little girl. It's called Harper Song. Uh, I wrote it one day sitting. I was having a really rough day, and she, uh, she had just learned to talk, and I don't know if she could tell I was just having a bad day. But she looked up at me and she said, "Daddy, I love you." And I was like, "Oh man, I just melted right there." I probably started crying, but. Uh, I went, and it's probably the first time it's ever happened that I wrote a song in like 30 to 45 minutes. I just sat down, and it all just come to me. So that's her song, and that's probably my favorite song. Probably will be till the day I die that I wrote. Awesome. Well, it's going to play right now, and uh, we'll take us out on it. Thank you, man, again. Thanks for having me. You're buddy. welcome. Thanks for doing this with me. Yeah, man. Standing in that hospital room the day that you were born Scared to death of raising a kid, hell I'm still a kid myself 
Just learn how to take care of me Now I got a little girl in my arms My last name Without you here to save me No telling where I'd be Which roads travel Wrong decisions every time Keeping me humble Even when I start to stumble After losing my way A blessing in disguise I thank God for you every day You act just like your mama Yeah, you look just like me up and down around the house, happy as can be. Your little smile can brighten my whole day. Wrapped around your finger, you always get your way. Without you here to save me, no telling where I'd be. Which roads travel, wrong decisions every time. Keeping me humble, even when I start to stumble, after losing my way, a blessing in disguise, I thank God for you every day. Without you here to save me, telling where I Every day.